see if I can find some rap some uh, raptor to play tonight. Because you'll never guess who uh, is calling in in a few minutes. And uh, got a couple of tracks from them. And just really excited uh, for this uh, interview again with Chris. And um, last year I got to visit the Famine Fest, and it was, it was a really amazing time. And by the way, it is 11 p.m., and you're listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. And uh, the program you're listening to right now is the second hour of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Uh, I've been doing the show since about 2010, and uh, it's been a really, really crazy time and uh, have a lot of proud moments over the years. And um, just continuing on. Um, last year, around this time, well, actually, I believe around early January, I was trying to do promotion for the Famine Fest before I flew out there. And um, it's a lot of fun. Now, um, any minute now, I have uh, Chris about to call in. And uh, we've got three tracks from Raptor. We have Lucifer Commands. They have an album out called Morbid Tactics. And I have about half the songs from it, so it's a lot of fun checking that out. And this year, they've got some really exclusive, like, black metal and, I guess, death metal type people coming out. And uh, let's see. I almost have the tracks. And uh, coming up with some Raptor right now. Oh, wait, wait. Looks like I found it. All right. We're going to play, I guess, Ravaged by the Beast, and then uh, let Chris call it. Here we go.
your song. Hello. Yo, Chris, what's up, man? Japan Nick, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, man. I uh, was just playing uh, your song Ravaged by the Beast to uh, get people ready for your call. And, uh, like, introduce yourself, man, so uh, my listeners can know about you. Yeah, my name's uh, Chris Nukola. I'm the founder and organizer of Famine Fest Northwest here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I play in Raptor and Demonis Ed Noctum. Uh, I used to play in Compulsive Slasher as well as several other bands. Just uh, been skateboarding and listening to punk rock and heavy metal in the Pacific Northwest since I was uh, you know, a young child. You still doing uh, Schroeder Bomb as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, Schroeder Bomb's still going. Uh, it's a skate punk band from here in Portland, Oregon. We pretty much just sing about getting drunk at the bowling alley and the girls who never leave the skate park and you know, songs songs like that, you know. Uh, really old-school, hardcore punk-influenced, like uh, JFA, Minor Threat of the Circle Jerks. Rich kids on LSD style, old school punk rock. Fantastic. Now, tell me about like your history in promoting like major shows in Portland over the years. Well, um, I've always done like a lot of local showcases and house parties when I was growing up because it was just purely out of necessity. Just uh, we wouldn't get the invitation to play as much as we'd like to, and, you know, we were underage, so a lot of people wouldn't book us at bars because we didn't have the 21-plus draw, and there's no all-ages places. So I got into doing a lot of local showcases and stuff like that just so, you know, we could actually play out. And, uh, you know, just the occasional touring band would hit me up, I'd put them on a show at some dive bar, some house, and eventually me and uh, Dylan from Head Split kind of started talking, and we were thinking about doing a fest and really trying to do something bigger. And uh, I kind of kept going with the idea that we were talking about, and uh, I would say the first real big show that I booked would probably be uh, Impaled at the Analog Theater for uh, Famine Fest Number 1. So what was the lineup like on that first uh, fest? Um, well, we had Impaled headlining day two, and we had uh, the reformation of the Portland-based gore metal band, Splatterhouse. Um, both bands held down the headlining slots on, on day two. On day one, uh, we brought down Chapel and Radioactive Vomit from uh, Vancouver, B.C. And, uh, you know... It was the first time we really laid it all on the line and went bigger than what, uh, you know, a one-day show would bring from bands that were just traveling to us. The first time I went all out and approached bands and had them plan their trips around, you know, what we were doing. And uh, it all worked out good, and I just have to, every time I come up on this subject, I have to give a huge shout-out to Sean, Ross, and Leon from Impaled for, you know, giving me a shot when I was coming to them as a, a little-known random of the Northwest. Now, describe what, like, the local scene is like in Portland for people who've never been there but are planning on hitting it up for the first time. Uh, 
I would, I would say that our local scene is totally thriving right now. We have some of the best bands in the country, as far as I'm concerned, uh, from Torture Rack, Weregoat, Smut, Blood Freak, on down the line to newer bands like Triumph or Foul. And, uh, you know, like we don't have quite the audience that, you know, the places like Oakland and L.A. or, you know, Chicago or New York would have. But, you know, our our uh, community is very dedicated and, uh, you know, there's very consistent turnouts all the way across the boards from local showcases to national acts and so on. So this is like the third year for Famine Fest. Looking back, what, what did you feel like were some of the best promotional methods that worked for you and you'll probably be bringing them back right now? Yeah, well, you know, Facebook and just... Uh, social media is just sort of dominating the planet with stuff like this. Um, like I still print out plenty of handbills and 11 by 17 posters. We got a small street team that hits up uh, telephone poles and bar fronts for us and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, just having the option of, you know, sending a thousand invites to people and it going directly to their phones and they see it right then, you know, is really taking over, uh, uh, you know, the publicity of, the shot of the show um so facebook is definitely like the main one um i've, I've printed up a lot of really big posters for storefronts like calscape jackalope tattoo and uh recently um sizzle pie the portland-based uh the portland-based uh, pizza company that has uh, affiliations and ties with relapse records uh agreed to hang up some of my giant posters in their dining rooms because we have Coffins, that's a relapse band, and in my opinion, one of their best ones, so they came on board to help us. And, uh, not only that, it looks like they're going to be uh, stapling handbills to every pizza box that uh, they deliver out. So that's a huge opportunity for us, and it's really cool that, you know, this bigger corporation that has come into Portland is actually giving back to the community. Wow. So, like, um, with that location, like, with those the pizza place, like, is that, like, almost like a, a 24-7 type place, or is it more of, like, maybe they're open to, like, 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning? Uh, I think they stay open until about 4 a.m. So they definitely go – they have a full bar there as well, so they, you know, sell an alcohol all night as long as they can. And then uh, – once the bar closes down, they're still just, like, selling pizza. Awesome. Now, give me, like, a rundown on, like, the bands at this year's Famine Fest. Uh, the bands this year come from all over the world. Uh, as far away as Japan with coffins, as you know, and they're just an internationally known uh, just death metal titans I, I i say this repeatedly but they are arguably the heaviest band in the world um you have them and they're coming back for their first time since uh 2009 uh we have sadistic intent from la they're just like the old school death metal legends and this is their first time ever to la um their band was actually the backing band for jeff sarah and possessed last time he came through town this is the first official sadistic intent Portland, Oregon show. Um, beyond that, we have NME, um, which 
is a very crucial part of the Pacific Northwest heavy metal underground. Um, like this band went internationally known throughout the underground just by tape trading in the 80s. And, you know, just some of the original black metal bands like Mayhem just like really worship these guys. And like when you link it all back, this is just where it started or where extreme music started in Portland. And uh, they've had a lot of issues, you know, drama similar to like the Mayhem issue. You know, they had a guitarist who uh, went a little crazy on drugs and uh, killed his mother when he was under the influence. And uh, he served his time. He came out. They started the band back up. And uh, the guy just drove straight off the swing bridge. So it just adds to the story and, you know, just the craziness of NME. Um, some of the other bands that I'm really stoked about, uh, Reeker. It's uh, Brandon Stench, one of the old rock blockers in North Portland. And uh, this is uh, their first show in, I think, six years. And it's also their 10th anniversary show. And it looks like it's probably going to be their last show ever, really. Um they were a member short, so they recruited Matt Slime from Coffin Dust, one of the Philadelphia guys, to come out here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people from uh, the old school Portland Underground are used to seeing these guys, you know, once every other month. And just they went on such a long hiatus. I know people are going to, like, really, really going to be showing support to Reeker. So, like. And then, then we also have the Canadian bands. Rotting Deep, Oroch, and Mitochondrian. Um, these guys play all over the world. Like I think all three bands are included on Maryland Death Fest and California Death Fest this year. Uh, Sebastian from Mitochondrian is like the sole organizer of the Covenant Festival in Vancouver, BC. And like these guys are just like on the way up. And um, all three bands are making their way to Portland. Uh, Mitochondrian is the only one that has played uh, Portland before, so the other two is their first time. And uh, the last band I'm going to mention here is one of my favorites from the lineup, uh, The Ascended Dead from San Diego. Like, these guys got the old-school death metal down, but, you know, they just do it a little different, man. Like, I, I say it over and over again, like, the future of death metal is here, you know, and this is their I believe their first time to Portland as well. I know that they did a, a tour with Trepanation a few years back, but I don't think it stopped through Portland. I think they just did San Francisco and Seattle. So, like, the uh, NME show as, like, Unholy Death, would you say that they might pull out any other songs besides that album, or is it just, like, straight the album from beginning to end and that's the whole set? Um, I know when the band started jamming, they were just kind of dead set on just doing the first album. But uh, there's so many good ones, you know, on Sheen of War. Um, I, I, I'd imagine they'd throw something else in. But, you know, there'd be nothing wrong with just, uh, you know, side A and side B, and then and that's it. So, you know, regardless of what they have in store, I, I'm guaranteeing that this is going to be one of the highlights of the weekend. Now, um... Will, I guess, April and the gang from Slade and Oregon be filming this year's Famine Fest? Uh, I don't know if April's going to be there or not, but uh, but Tim and Carlos will be there. And uh, 
they were actually the ones who covered it all last year and I believe the year before, too, just April had other things going on. So I hope they're going to be there to document it. Uh, I always have my field recorder, and I uh, take live recordings of the main stage bands every year, but it's good to have the video to go with it. Now, can you tell me a bit about Slade and Oregon's history promoting, like, extreme music in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, what they do is that they do a lot of documentation of shows and they do compilation videos for different bands. Uh, and they have a, a public access show. It's like a Portland's version of Wayne's world practically. And, uh, yeah, it's been going for a few years and it's always a treat when, uh, one of their new videos pop up on the internet and, you know, they've had everybody from like Hyrax to the mentors and, you know, so, exhumed in so many other bands so like what's like the merch going to be like that's available for famine fest that people really want to hit up and acquire quickly uh well i would say the, the famine fest uh merch is all very limited um we're printing 60 shirts and uh 40 posters 20 of each side we got a the official flyer that Cal Cushman did, then we have a yet-to-be-released front graphic. So the posters are going to be 20 and 20 each graphic, and then we're going to have 60 shirts. So uh, I'm sure other bands are going to have a bunch of other limited goodies and stuff, but uh, I'm sure that the T-shirts and the screen-printed posters are going to be the first to go. They pretty much always sell out the first day every year. Now, are you involved in the also the Northwestern Black Circle Festival? Uh, no, but I have been a supporter since its early, early years. Um, Jake is a super good dude, and he's one of the people, him and his brother Nick, as well as Chris Trumpower with uh, Sound Control. They're all just people that I observed going to shows as a teenager and in my early 20s and just kind of learned the ropes and learned what it takes took to do shows on a bigger scale before I dove straight into it. So am I affiliated with it? No. Uh, I am performing on uh, Friday with Demonis at Noctum and Saturday with Raptor. But, uh, yeah, just, just a big supporter of those guys and everything they do. So tell me, like, what's the score these days with your band Schroeder Bomb? Uh, well... It's the funniest thing. The band that gets the least amount of, t of attention uh, seems to be doing the, the best. Um, I think four out of our last five shows have been sold out over capacity, and they were all headlining gigs. Um, they were smaller venues at about 150 uh, admissions, but still, for a local band, that's a lot of punch for, you know, at least by Portland standards. Uh, the other one we played... Burnside's 25th, Burnside Skate Park's 25th anniversary. Uh, we had a couple fundraiser concerts, so we spent the money and got, like, a real sound system and a real stage and uh, went bigger than ever, and it went over real well. We had Toe Tag the year before that. We had Poison Idea. This year we're going to try to go even bigger and bring Bang up from Oakland and just uh, keep that celebration alive. Now, tell me, like... Um about your new music with Raptor, because I remember the last year listening to your that interview from 2015, 
and you were saying you guys were working on new music. Um, tell me about some of these new tracks you got. I know the album isn't ready yet, but I mean, I know you, you do have composed already some new tracks. Yeah, we uh, we were making pretty good progress with uh, new songs for a new release. Um, but Chris Berkeley, he uh, stepped down as our lead guitarist. So uh, we took a little time to recuperate, and uh, we recruited our buddy Sebastian Silva. He stepped in as just a shredding lead guitarist. And, uh, you know, it, it was really good to have somebody new in the band that wasn't, you know, burnt out on the songs or jaded on going to band practice, just somebody who was brand new and stoked. And he brought a positive energy to the band that, like, we really needed, you know, because we were stagnant for so long. And, you know, none of this is to blame on Chris or anything. It was just when we got the new energy from Sebastian, we just started to really take off. But uh, getting back to the newer songs, um, we're definitely going, like, meaner and dirtier than ever. Um the first record, Morbid Tactics, has a lot of like chanty sing-along songs, and there's just not as much of that in the new stuff. We're just going just like real dirty old-school thrash metal, like in vein of like early Slayer or like Agent Orange uh, era Sodom. And uh, you know, we're getting a really good reaction to the new material from the people who stopped by our rehearsal uh, studio and. We played one live show in Portland with the new lineup, and we played once up in Seattle with the new lineup with Witch Haven. And, uh, you know, we're, we've got nothing but a really good response from everybody. And, uh, you know, we just continue to keep the ball moving and uh, pump out some new material. And we're hoping when we come back from tour, uh, we'll come back with empty merch bags and uh, have enough money to at least get a start in the studio with tracking our new album. Now, I guess... Also, very important, tell me about this short West Coast run you've got with Sacrificer and Skeletal Remains, where you're pretty much going all the way down to L.A. Yeah, uh, well, every year with Famine Fest, you know, I approach bands and I say, hey, like, I would really like it for you to come to the show. You know, what would it take? And normally they say, okay, we'd need X amount of dollars if we were to drive there and straight back. So what I've done in years past is I've said, hey, what if I hit up my buddy who books, you know, at the halfway point between the two of us? We'll set you up with a paying gig there to bring down my expenses. And I've done that several times. And, you know, I've even booked short tours for bands to come to and from Famine Fest so it can be affordable on our end. So really, I just kind of thought, like, why not include my band on this? You know, so it's an idea I've had since last year, and uh, Raptor is dying to get it back out on the road, so we kind of picked the best band, well, not the best bands, the bands that went the best with our music and kind of had the same routing. And uh, we, I chose uh, Sacrificer and Skeletal Remains, both are from the L.A. area. Um, Sacrificer's been playing for, like, over 10 years, and they're just about as old school as it gets. Uh, Skeletal Remains is somewhat of a newer band i think they got like two major releases under their belts but uh it, it looks like they're going to obscene extreme they just played california death fest and the guys are just like really on the up and up and you know they're getting a lot of credit from everybody so they were they're definitely the main draw of the of the tour and we appreciate them uh playing all the shows that they have been but um yeah basically the tour is called death and famine 
West Coast, 2016. And uh, we go from Portland to L.A. and back, hitting Portland, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Fresno, Bakersfield, Anaheim, L.A. In, in L.A., we play with sadistic intent, and then we're dropping away from Skeletal Remains and Sacrificer to play one more L.A. show at the Lexington with, uh, with Morphin and Execution, as well as a few other bands. And then Raptors going solo back, hitting up uh, the Starlight Lounge in Sacramento for a quick show with Lucinator and the crossover band out of Sacramento, Rad. So in all, I think it's like nine or ten days total. And, uh, you know, just having the name and reputation of the fest has really helped us uh, confirm acts that are, you know, maybe a little larger than what we could have pulled on our own just as Raptor. So I feel real fortunate for my buddies, you know, all the way across California and Oregon who are putting us up and helping us and, uh, you know, putting their time and, you know, in some cases their money on the line for us to do this. Um, and, really just how it's all come together i couldn't be more proud of like the bands we chose to play with and the people that we are working with in all these cities so yeah check us out like we're headed straight out of out from famine fest on the 21st we're going to be in oakland at the metro with insanity and we're just going to be burning down the highway the rest of the time you have any cool things you guys are going to be doing on those uh tour dates just like for leisure uh, well, base that's gonna be playing we're gonna be playing we're gonna be catching up with old buddies um anybody who knows me knows that i'm a lifelong skateboarder i've been doing that for forever ever since i was just a teeny little kid so the amount of ties i have to heavy metal are just small in comparison to my skateboarding ties so we're taking you know tours of manufacturing plants and distribution centers uh, the main ones are in San Francisco. We're going to hit up uh, Deluxe Skateboard Distribution. They carry, like, anti-hero skateboards, crooked skateboards, Spitfire wheels. And then the following day, we're going to be in Santa Cruz, and we're going to hit up the Santa Cruz Skateboards and Independent Trucks Factory, and they got a little skate park there. And, uh, you know, other than that, we're just going to be hitting up a couple skate parks and record stores. We're really looking forward to seeing uh, Dark Realm Records, which is owned by the Cortez Brothers from Statistic Intent. And, uh, you know, really it's just wherever the road takes us, you know. Uh, every time we've been out on the road, we've been fortunate enough to meet people who don't have an issue with putting us up at their house and saving us from spending any extra, uh, any extra money on hotels and lodging. So, you know, any plan that we have could be easily derailed by a free place to stay. If I could just mention one more band before I go, I'd be pretty happy about that. Uh, I'd just like to mention Mysticism Black. Uh, They're playing the second day. And uh, our buddy Matthew Mattern, the drummer for Mysticism Black and the former drummer of Ceremonial Castings, uh, recently had a liver transplant, and this is his return to live performing. And just really, it, it's a guy that has been so important to the 
Portland Underground that like everybody came out for his benefit. Everybody's been following his updates on the internet of his recovery and now it's like finally done and he's a hundred percent and like we're gonna see him perform again. So like not only is Famine Fest a big deal for me, but like to see my friend, you know, fully recovered from uh you know, from an issue that was life threatening to come back to play, you know, extreme metal on like pretty much the biggest show that Portland has to offer is pretty influential or sorry, is pretty uh pretty incredible if you ask me. Awesome. I really appreciate your time, Chris. And um any final words or you good to go? Uh yeah, just thanks for, you know, the support throughout the years. Everybody uh near and far and if you haven't checked out famine fest yet you're on the east coast or wherever you're at if you're on the fence about it you got to come and see it man it's like uh the napalm death live corruption videos just big show small venue uh the highest amount of energy you'll see from a live crowd and really it you'll see the entire community together for this so if you're on the fence we want to see you out here next year yeah, and I would say, honestly, for next year, take a look at Priceline.com beforehand because you can get some insanely cheap deals coming out. That that was honestly how I was able to come out last year. And, um, I mean, you're, you're going to be flying at like 3 a.m. in the morning, but for a 40 or $50 ticket, it's worth it. So. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, this, like I, I work at a skate shop, and I do this concert promotion – and I also do a lot of construction work. So, like, I've just been, you know, all the way through summer, like, I, I had, like, maybe a week off total. I was just working 12-hour days, skate shop construction, to the bar, skate structure, skate park construction, back to the show all summer. And I got everything knocked out way ahead of time. This is very low stress in comparison to the other years that I have uh, done Famine Fest. So I'm getting better at this stuff. I'm you know, getting my stuff in order earlier and earlier and looking more professional. And we're just going to continue to draw out, you know, the best acts from all over the country and even further, you know, I think we got five or six international bands coming this year and we're just going to go even bigger and better in the years to come. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. And uh, best wishes out there, man. Thank you. Thanks, man, Nick. Anytime you want to have me on the show, you got my number, man. Hit me up. Definitely, man. And now, since we were honestly talking with the bassist of Raptor, let's put on Lucifer Commands from Morbid Tactics. Thanks a lot for listening in. This is Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium on WMSC 90.3. Here we go. Lucifer Commands. I'm 
This is Japan Nick. Tune into my show, Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium, at a new time, Wednesdays, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. New York time. I like to play hard rock, speed metal, black thrash, death, and stoner metal. Like the Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter at Japan Nick. Subscribe to my SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash japan-nick. Hit up japannick.com. See my published work at theaquarian.com. Go to wmscradio.com to listen in. Stay heavy. All right, now here is some music from the Unholy Death album by NME. Here is Scorn, Warning, Blood, and Souls. I remember uh, Brian from NME. He was uh, walking around at the Defenders of the Old Festival last, uh, I believe that was March 2015. And um, he was just handing them out or something. I I don't even remember how I got it, but I ended up getting it somehow. So uh, here it is. Really, really killer stuff. And uh, this ought to convince you that going out for the Famine Fest is worth it. Here we go.
And that was another enemy song, Warrior. Here we go with Sacrificer with Decrepit Tombs. Stay tuned to WMSC 90.3.
All right. Music we heard in this hour um, started things off with Raptor, Ravaged by the Beast. Then we had about, I guess, a 15 to 25-minute interview with uh, Raptor bassist, uh, leader of Headsplit Booking, and a bunch of other titles, uh, Chris Nukala. Uh, fantastic interview. That'll likely be uploaded within, hopefully, the next 72 to 96 hours. Definitely getting that up this weekend. NME with Scorn Warning, Blood and Souls, and Warrior from the Unholy Death album, Sacrificer with Decrepit Tombs from Relentless Torment, uh, Wearsquatch giving us Voodoo Witch, and uh, got some new music from Seattle. These guys are called Fallen Angels. They have an uh, album out called World in Decay. That came out last, I believe, August with uh, the song Hammer's Blow. That's brand new artist on uh, WMSC and Japan, Nick. And um, had a lot of fun in this hour. 